The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit Mike'sArchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Mm-hmm. Red Night Tech Podcast, episode 181. We got Josh Lawler here. What's, What's up, on, buddy? Guys? So we just met him today. He's going to hopefully be doing some freelance work for us. Easy, dog. I can't get to my drink. He's going to do some freelance work for us this year. Came down to the office and drove six hours to meet us. But before we talk to him, before we talk to him, we've got to talk about Clay's shoes and Ryder's shirt. Clay, your dog's in the way currently. Well, is your dog your dog lay down in front of you? Did you get your dog laying in front of your shoes so nobody could see him? No, I'll show my shoes off. I ain't scared. <laughs> so Clay's Pearly going. Whites, like Clay's my, like going to. He's going to play golf today. We asked him if he could do a podcast. He's like, "Yeah, dog. I just got to get out here by four. Get on the links." And then Ryer showed up in that. Which I think, out of the two of us, Clay is demonstrating the most abnormal behavior. I show up He's played like golf. This, <laughs> this is true. Time. I don't know, Clay. Those I've shoes. Never seen, I've never seen Clay in a shirt like that before. If you don't play good, you got to look good. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, what you play you, good. What are you going to shoot today? Uh, probably 85. Are you, playing, are you playing with someone? Yeah. 85. Taylor's uncle. Oh. Uh, Par, par is 72. Who's paying? Individually. Oh, okay. Okay. Even though he should. So you're going to shoot like five over par is what you're saying? Uh, that would be 13 over par. Is you're, that good? That's a bogey on 13 of the 18 holes. See, yeah, I've heard these words. Do? I don't know what that means. So, like, if it's, a par, if it's a par he's four. He's going to get 100. If it's <laughs> a, <laughs> he's so, 100. they have par three, par four, par five. I, I've heard that. I yeah. know what par means. Like, yeah. So par three is you're supposed to hit it in in three shots. Exactly. So, if you add up all 18 holes, it's set par 72. Mm-hmm. So, if you if I shoot 13 over par, it took me 13 extra strokes to get it in the hole uh, on all 18 holes. And that's called a bogey. Yeah, one on one on each one extra on each hole is a bogey. So, but if it was a par four, you'd be on par. That'd be a five. Would be a bogey on a par four. I don't like this math. <laughs> so you're that's, that's me why I don't take like five there. extra strokes. It's like if you could do that, wouldn't you be no? Like in a tournament, no, 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 no. Mm. So usually those guys hit under par, right? Correct. So like, what's a what's the average golfer? Seems that, that excessive. Ain't me. That ain't me. What's the average golfer? I like doing? getting my money's worth. I don't want to pay sixty bucks <laughs> and then like hit it and get it in less strokes. You, I paid you to be six hours, not four and a half. Right. Right. I mean, if I'm gonna pay my money, I want to hit the ball as many times as I can. I don't want to do it in like. Is minimal. it not nine thousand degrees outside today? Oh yeah. Do you is that a required thing to go to a golf course? Do you have collared any? shirt and no cargo pants, no gym shorts. Mm. Do so these fortunate. count as cargo pants? Uh, you think because mm, they got one pocket. On the so phone? you're no. telling me Ryder could go hit the links with the uh, way he's dressed? No, right now? no button downs. Oh, you can't wear a button. Collar shirt. Mm. This well, is, that is a collar shirt, but it's got a button all the way down it. Nope. 
So it's, it's got to be, be a collar. It's got to be like with, a polo, yeah. But without buttons. It's got to be a polo. No, I got my. I ain't got change right now. I got one. I I got golf shirts in your truck. At home, it takes me 15 minutes to get there. 15 minutes to get back. Where y'all golfing? <laughs> <laughs> Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. No way to leave it for. It's gonna take nine hours to get there. Take an hour. It's no good way to get to Woodstock from here. See, he don't have a good boss that lets him leave True. early. So I drive over there with Taylor, and she goes to volleyball instead of me sitting at home. I spend money on golf. And Sounds financially sound. Exactly. I like that. And then Ruby sits at home by herself. Oh. Do you like go to the driving range and stuff? Well, like yeah, I'll warm up, dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. And, uh, I would really, in the group chat today, I want to see, hole by hole, I want to see the progression. I need a... I or, need, or digression. <laughs> or you yeah. could just pay and come with. I'll drive the cart. How much does it cost to drive the cart? Uh, 12 bucks. The ride-along fee is 12 bucks. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> go ride along and drive that freaking cart. All over the place. Please tell me you're going to drink Clear's Banquet and then yell at them from the thing the whole time. (laughs) Far left. (laughs) A little far right on that one. I'd recommend the 72 iron. (laughs) That's pitiful. Have you seen that Family Guy TikTok where, like, Peter hits it in the water? And she's like, oh, good job you hit it in the water. No, Lois, you're not supposed to hit it in the water. Well, then why is the water there? Because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) The best ever, which we I think I'm sure we've talked about this in podcast 14 times, is um, Caddyshack? No, as no, <laughs> is is uh Robin Williams describing how they came yeah. up with golf? Oh. That's one of the best. If well, you've you never, you but we can't, can't reenact it. We cannot. Every other word is a yeah. cuss word. But. If you've never seen that on YouTube, Google Robin Williams and golf. It's 100% there's also worth one where time. he describes how they came up with genitalia by committee, and that's also excellent. I'm not seeing that. That's a good one. That's have, a good one. I'll have to look that up. Any of Robin Williams' stand-ups yeah. are good, but that is a good one. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Feel free to talk at any time. You don't yeah, no, right. sorry. Yeah. We're going to get to Yeah, so he's he didn't know that he was going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Actually, neither did we until about, well, we've been talking for six minutes and ten seconds, seven minutes and ten seconds ago. So tons of planning went into this. But um, So Josh, introduce yourself and kind of tell everybody what you do, where you came from, what you're about, cool. you know. Yeah, well, I'm Johnny Caller. controversial Social political opinions? No, Social Security no, number? Anything Social like Security that. Number. No, pretty normal <laughs> for me, but I'm from uh, Creedmoor, North Carolina, and a lot of people don't know where that's from. It's about 30 minutes north of Raleigh, and uh, yeah, I pursued my passion of hunting and fishing into my career with video, and so I um, went to East Carolina University for four years. Good-looking ladies at ECU? Yeah, they are. They're actually That's what is. we really That's care about. My girlfriend now is from ECE, so uh-huh. I'd like to say so. Shout out to Hannah. Good but, for you. But uh, but yeah, I got my film degree in cinematic arts and media production and been doing this and some other small real estate stuff on the side ever since. So, so the first thing I thought when you told me that you went to film school in actual college is like you do not seem like the person that goes no, to film. So you no. told me it was pretty artsy-fartsy. Oh, dude. It was like... I mean, no offense to anybody listening to this, but it was super artsy-fartsy if you go to ECU for film school. I mean, they want you to do narrative-style short film documentaries, and I was, like, so far from that, it was not even funny. And I had to somehow make hunting and, you know, what I actually wanted to do. Um, I had to make my professors get along with that, so I had to make it more like a Nat Geo-style filming. You know, so that's kind of how I got through college and learned the art way of filming, but also apply that to hunting and fishing shows. So I want to back up a little bit. So you wanted, so you wanted to get into this side of media and content creation 
in college, and that's the reason you went to quote unquote film school. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've always been somewhat artistic. I knew I could draw, uh, but I wasn't good enough to draw and paint, you know, to paint wildlife and stuff like I know a lot of people do. But I guess my dad got me started young because he used to film my hunts. Oh, really? And so, I mean, and then we started self-filming and doing little stuff like that. And then eventually I figured out, you know, you can make a career out of this, Mm. you know, and so... Yeah, I can Debatable. do the I can do the hunting <laughs> stuff on the side, but then during the off season, I can still do stuff in order to you know make yeah. a living at it. Yeah. So. so, what was your I guess when you were growing up? I'm assuming you watched a lot of hunting and fishing shows. What were some of your like influences? Like, what were some of your favorites? Honestly, I've been on a binge watch of like the old Primos hunting videos oh, right those now. Are the best man, and that little jingle they used to have at the front, you know. Oh yeah, it, it just brings back a lot of memories for me. The old real tree road trips and monster bucks and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's what got me to enjoy hunting and like trying to do what they wanted to do, and, yeah. you know. And then and now watching. You know, camera guys work, and on the you know on the big screen, you know they might get a short glimpse of the camera guy in the mm-hmm. background. And my dad's good friend being a camera guy for outdoor hunting fishing shows, like it was just natural for me to want to do that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, so um, Primos is my earliest memory of watching outdoor. This was have been VHS tapes. Here, word out of you. Are I you? watched VHS tapes. <laughs> was tr- uh, Primos truth about? Whitetails, one truth about hunting whitetails, yeah. and it was like volume four or five. It was right. pretty early. You ever yeah. watch any DRT hunting? No, Stuff's you didn't. Good. No, it's <laughs> yeah, not. I haven't seen that one. I've no. seen like like Muzzy's Bad to the Bone, all of those. Yeah, you know, those old DVDs. But it was uh, and and still to this day, I've met virtually anybody and everybody I've ever watched except for Will Primos. I've yet to meet Will Primos. Right. I've seen him at shows. Like I don't want to be that guy. Like hey, right. you know, grew up watching your stuff, but. Um, I know guys that work for him and like, hey, I'll introduce you when he shows yeah. up and then he never comes and I never gotten to meet him. But like he's my earliest memory of watching VHS tapes and it was the truth about whitetails. It's green. I still remember right. the everything about it. I can still you tell you several of the hunts because I couldn't tell you how many times I watched that VHS tape. No doubt there's I mean, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of kids he's gotten into hunting and fishing. Oh yeah. And even into filming and wanting to chase stuff in the outdoor industry you know but I, it does sound like he's pretty reclusive yeah you know, he, he i just heard he's a to germaphobe hunt, too know. he's like a really bad germaphobe <laughs> i've heard that i don't know if that's true or not but like he's one of those guys like if you wash his hands he's got a or if he shakes your hand he like he goes washes his hands immediately like everybody interesting and very interesting for a guy that hunts and fishes is weird but anyway um so walk me through what a because none of us went to school for this Right. What is, what is, well, Clay did a little bit, but you didn't go for like a digital, like what I he did. I went for a digital media degree, which they right. basically teach you the creative cloud suite. Oh, okay. So, so what is, so what is a day to day look like going to school to do this or going to school to um, guess film and tell stories? Well, the, f- the program I went to was linked, actually linked with the art program, believe it or not. So if you were not somewhat good at like, figure drawing and designing and like art histories you weren't going to make it oh i would have been screwed then and it was crazy because like i know a lot of people that went the communications route and that's how they got into filming and stuff like that but i went through the art program and so yeah a typical day was classes on pretty much you had your foundation classes with art and figure drawing and design and stuff like that and then you would actually go to your actual 
major classes, which are editing, videoing, um, motion graphics, anything Tell like Tell me that. you had like a movie appreciation class. I did, yeah, and we watched the movie. I, no, I liked that class. Yeah. Clay would have hated that class, yeah, but I loved that class. You just watched the, the most ridiculous movies, like these French black and white films. Okay, maybe I like, wouldn't have enjoyed that class. No, yeah, it was like, no, it was, it was stuff like that, like no no audio, no talking kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a like crazy Silent thing. films? Silent films, yeah. Like the old, I don't know if any of y'all seen Eraserhead, like. All those old films like that. Yeah, we would watch them and appreciate them and learn. Man, I was hoping you were just going to so, say like Dead Poet Society and Finding no. Forrest. Like, oh, I gotta, all I got to no. do is show up and appreciate film. I appreciate film. No. Shows yeah. up. Not like, these films. Ace that class. Those ones. No, we're like, in that we're like learning the beginnings of like where, like where J&L cuts came from, where Rule of Third cuts came from, where all these like leading looks, like where the, the actual art of filming came from. And it came from all these really old movies. Maybe and stuff I would like appreciate that. that. I could, so, I could see getting behind that. Yeah, yeah. But he, it was he lost me in black and white. It's <laughs> yeah. a silent film, though. Like I need to see something yeah. like Michael Bay blowing up at some point or another. <laughs> no. no, see, see, my professors would probably say that's trash now. Oh, I'm sure so, they would. Yeah, no, though, they're like crazy uber purists. Like we're purists in certain ways, but not like that. No, no. Um, that's but like we we sit and talk about movies. Like Ryan and I are big movie buffs and fans, right? And, Clay is not, and we rag him constantly about it. Are you going to go watch Oppenheimer with us? It come out today. No, this, not today. Watching it. Today. Not it come out the 18th. Today's the 18th. I did see it's it on the 21st. Are you Our sure? Our tickets are for the 20th. <laughs> I canceled mine already because I thought we were going to Black Rifle. I canceled mine. Did oh. you not cancel yours? <laughs> no. Dad gum. I was riding that out. <sighs> I did see a thing where <laughs> this is great. Hate it's your great. guts. You better not ruin it for me. I, well, I, I, there's going to be a big explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think it. I think it culminates in a very large yeah. explosion. Yeah, I did. And then see the next day, I might go see Barbie. I honestly might. Uh, they're trying to put what's his name up for an Academy Award for that. Nah, you can miss. Ooh, um, Ryan Reynolds. No, um, the other one, the other dude, not not uh, a Margot Hawking. Robbie. The 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 Ken, the guy that plays Ken. Stephen Hawking. No, oh, God, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Isn't that not Ryan Reynolds? No, it's uh. All right, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name either. It's gonna be the other guy. I always get the two of them mixed yeah. up. Uh, isn't it Josh? Ryan Gosling. Right, oh, yeah. I get Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. <sighs> okay, Ryan Ryan Gosling. So apparently, yeah, he's gonna like they're apparently he did really really well on that or something. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm might go see it. I mean, I I gotten a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't. I saw a thing where they said it was shot in two months. I can believe that. Really? Wow. I'm looking forward to the new Ryan Napoleon. Ryan <laughs> Beat you to it, Tim. Have you seen that? The new Napoleon? I've show? seen like some yeah. uh, pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's with um, Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin, yeah. Oh, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is so good. They, really came good. Out, they came out with a new behind-the-scenes documentary series for the NFL about the quarterbacks, if anyone cares. Oh, uh, did that come out on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I might actually watch, watch that, even though one. I'm not a football guy. I watched the first one. I Everybody should go watch Unchained. Just saying. And the call. Unchained. Unchained. It's the um, Tour de France documentary series. Oh, well, I guess since we're now on that subject, we can talk about some movies and series li- All lately. Right, then I'll roll out. Play. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I could I can test. So well, it'll before be kind of hear good to hear your perspective. We get, Go ahead. Before we get off totally off the weeds, so you went to film school. You graduated right. with a degree. Right. Obviously, what well, we assume. 
Got it. Could have been like you and not finished. I eventually got it. Yes, I did get it. <laughs> well, I didn't finish. Look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> look at me <laughs> now. Look at me now. Uh, I'm here with a career, and I ain't got no debt. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's a win in people's books. That's book. definitely a win. Uh, what did you – what were you able to kind of take from school that you feel like you use a lot in your day-to-day – Filming the well, show that you right. film, filming weddings, filming corporate stuff, right. all that stuff. Or was it like my degree in a complete waste of time? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say mine was a complete waste of time. I definitely learned the, I guess you would say, the art to it. And so, you know, pretty much nine to five, I, I, nine to five, I filmed for an outdoor regional show called Carolina All Out. Regional show just based in North Carolina. And so what we do on a daily basis is we're filming and, and showcasing you know, the outdoors of North Carolina where it's hunting, fishing, trapping, anything like that. And so if you're fishing, you still have to tell a story. And that's, I guess, the the main thing I learned from school is being able to tell a story and tell it properly because it doesn't matter how nice a camera gear you have. If If you're unable to capture people for that 28 minutes and 30 seconds of a show, they won't watch it, Mm -hmm. right? And so... Learning the y'all need some more commercial time. That's too right. much content. I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, probably more like eighteen, nineteen minutes okay. of actual runtime mm, outside better. of the commercials. But then, when it comes to even filming a commercial, if you haven't storyboarded that and learned what you learned, what I learned in school, and how to tell that story and how to do it right, then doesn't matter how good your footage is; it means nothing. Yeah, That's just to me. We're pretty big on story here too. That's the. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it too. That's the biggest knock we have on. Right. The outdoor industry is, there's so many guys that are really good at showing pretty shots and pretty music, but being able to tell a very concise story with a beginning and middle and end, they they struggle with that. They struggle with, you know, leaning on deer porn in a montage and not like giving, giving you a little bit more than that, you know, because, you know, um, my old boss kind of gave it to me early on. The best I'd ever heard is like, you're not filming a hunt, you're telling a story and the subject matter just happens to be hunting. Right. He's like, it doesn't matter what you're filming. It still has to tell a story. Right. And, uh, that, that one really stuck with me and resonated with me and everything I do now. It's like, Hey, you're not just out filming somebody trying to shoot a deer. It's, it's, it's more about that or shoot a turkey or catch a fish or whatever it is. You know, stories, what we struggle with too, because a lot of times and we've talked about this and, um, we have clients come to us that what they're asking for isn't a story. It's, it's a hype reel with pretty shots and a cool song and fast cuts. Right. It's not, that doesn't, I mean, it might tell a very loose story, but not really. I mean, it's just, it's a throwaway content. Right. And throwaway content is really hard for us to get behind because it, not that it doesn't challenge us, but it's like, okay, how can we do this thing better? How can we take this, what you're considering a throw, piece of throwaway content, and give it a little bit more depth? Right, and I think, honestly, I think, I mean, social media-wise, if if all you're trying to do is capture somebody for 10 seconds, then, you know, that little, you know, deer porn has worked. You know, it's mm-hmm. done its job in time, but when you're trying to tell a story, when you're trying to captivate an audience for a certain amount of time, story is going to play a big part in it, and just, and also, I mean, honestly, I found out the person who's trying to tell the story to you, if they're just real with you and don't contrive, the audience will most of the time relate to that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like yeah. a lot a lot of companies are more interested in content that, like, 
they're a bunch of standalone pieces that just get them a lot of traffic versus content that each piece of content ties into the previous piece of content, like a series or a show or something like that. Or, I mean, we get asked a lot, hey, you know, that, that episode from that hunt was great, but can you knock us 10 reels out from that too? It's like, I mean, we'd rather just do your 12 to 15 minute hunt episode right. and be done with it. And, uh, and we can do the reels and we will do the reels, but uh, it just social media has ruined it. Social media and the algorithms and, and hype editors and cell phone editors have ruined it for um, guys like us that want to try and take it a step further or dig a little deeper. Right. Um, I don't know if they've ruined it per se. I, I think, think they've that, ruined it. I think that they've shifted where the <clears throat> where people want to put the money. You know, I think that obviously on social media, you're going to have people making things for social media. Um, that's just the way of the world. Uh, you know, you're, you, for whatever medium things are shown in, people are going to make stuff specifically for it. Uh, I think where it ends up biting the industry as a whole artistically is that now there's a very direct connection between, you know, uh, where you spend money in production and being able to see right. numbers. And, um, you know, before, if you wanted a if you wanted an advertisement, you went and paid for the advertisement, and it went on television. And it was a one-off thing, and, you know, people weren't just putting out uh, putting out content. Like, brands weren't just putting out content. If a brand got behind a piece of content, it was, you know, maybe a documentary of some kind or a sponsorship of a movie or a TV show or something like that. Um and, I mean, because of that, the barrier to entry to being able to do this for work was much higher, you know. So social media has allowed it that you can put content on social media, but because in order to get paid enough money to, to put stuff out there, companies want to see that their stuff gets views. And so now you're kind of chained to, okay, what's driving views? What's driving engagement? Right. Instead of people putting money behind it because they think this is a cool idea, they're putting money behind it because they want that piece of content to give them a return on investment. Right. You know, So it's not so much, I, I don't know that, I don't think it's so much that the people doing the editing and stuff for Instagram and um, YouTube and, and things like that are ruining it. I think it's just that, you know, be, companies want to see a return on the investment. The other thing more than anything. that sucks is the all the social media stuff is vertical now. So any anything that looks really, really cool, how it's supposed to be in 16 by 9, now it's all taken away from you when you go 9 by 16. I remember yeah. the first time I saw somebody mount a mirrorless camera vertically. Did video with it? They had it Almost in puked. Joe and I were walking on iCast, and there were people doing product videos and stuff. And I was like, oh, they're two shooting. Like, because, you know, you walk around, you see all these people. Like, one dude's got a little Canon XA10. You're like, all right, he's got a little YouTube channel. You see someone with an FX6, FX9. All right, they're probably a production company. There was someone hand-holding a gimbal with a mirrorless, and they were double shooting it, but the person next to them had a gimbal shooting it vertically. So they could have one for YouTube horizontal and one shot vertically for social media. And, like, one person would step in and get their 
16 by 9 B-roll shots, and then the other person would step in and get their 9 by 16 B-roll shots. Well, even just for me, like, I'll be at a, you know, hanging out with my family and somebody's video and something, I'm like, please turn the phone sideways (laughs) so we can use it, you know, or like the new, like I think I was talking about it, you in there, like, if you're on a phone scope, put the phone sideways so that it can be incorporated. I showed him some of the... uh, Stuff from the the scouting trip with Bergara, and he's like, "If you turn his phone sideways, y'all could use some of that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his mount his mount doesn't work. His mount spins. It doesn't fit. It doesn't. Oh, work that's why it won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think people are requesting their wedding videos they're in request, vertical? They're requesting what? Wedding videos in vertical. I have got requests for a a, a vertical wedding reel. Nope. Yes. Nope. Just for social media. How about uh, no? But I didn't shoot it turn. like that. It was just edited. You just cropped yeah. it. Yeah, See, that's what that. we started doing. If people want them, we're shooting everything in 4K, and we'll just crop it in vertical shoot and just wide. reframe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think there's a place for it. I just think that it sucks to be forced to do it for a reason that's not. How hard is it to go from this to that? How hard is that? Is that too much to ask for no, people? No, it's not hard. I'm not saying it's hard. I'm just saying that, I mean, I get why it's vertical. Because phones are vertical, everybody holds their phone vertical, and you want to take up the most amount of visual space with that piece, right? Right. right. Because you want to stop people as they're scrolling through. So, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of pieces of media that that don't look good vertical or should be displayed horizontal. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, because of social media, those are usually kind of like shoved in the background. Well, that's what I was going to say is like I would say that social media is vertical probably because, you know, portraits of people are vertical and people are on social media. So most of the time when you see a reel, it's going to be of somebody. And, you know, the human frame does fit in a vertical, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot better than it does horizontal. It's just when it comes to outdoors, like – Nice scenic shots don't look good vertical. They look right. better yeah. landscape. Anything so. wide does not look good vertical because <clears throat> uh, it just turns it into, well, like Ryer said, everything just feels so squeezed and constrained. Right. It doesn't do it justice, in my opinion. Right. So. Yeah, I think I think part of it is, I think a lot of it is the the social media companies not giving you the option, mm-hmm. right? Like I guess you can technically post a you can post a horizontal picture. Mm-hmm. You can post a horizontal video, but they don't allow you to like open it and full screen it and turn it to the side. Yeah, right. like I guess you can on Facebook. Huh? Well, yeah, you can on Facebook, but just again, I mean, look at how you know Facebook and 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 Instagram are both owned by Meta, but they won't work together. Like we can't stream live on both at the same time. It's like these simple, what seem like simple ways to expand their audience and to help out creators they just don't do it and they refuse to do it i i I don't i don't know if it can't be a technology thing because i know they got the technology to do it it's not Um, like it's that complicated people floating around living in space for Mm -hmm. months it ain't no technology thing but i don't know anyway um that's like the whole yeah we can put people on the moon but i'm 15 minutes from my house i don't have service yeah it's the same thing oh don't get me started on that so furious when i was on my my little trip camping trip with my kids and be on the phone with somebody and like go around the curb and just go to nothing. It's like, we can't figure out how to get service in this one spot that 900,000 people drive through every day. And they say, they all drop the call. You're telling me that everybody drops the call when they go through this spot. I mean, to be completely fair, cause I've thought about this. 
I think, I mean, a lot of the reason why we can get a signal from a satellite a million miles away or whatever is because, I mean, it's a straight line of sight to whatever on the Earth. A lot of the problem that we have with service is that service has to get bounced off a satellite, and depending on where you're at in relation to that satellite, if you're deep in a hole somewhere, it's that that signal's not going to reach you. They and there's no signals that could pass through the mountains. They sent videos from caves in Afghanistan. Yeah, but they probably have freaking <laughs> cables running out and something yeah. like mm-hmm. outside not the no thing. Mom. My new truck has hot spot. But mm-hmm. we ain't got that problem no more. But, I mean, you could solve that. You would just need like a net of satellites, which is what Send Elon Musk is trying to do right now. Send Caleb, them. we need you to buy some satellites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking up. to the wrong person. Um, so I have went down a uh, <coughs> I have went down a rabbit trail. So you know how I told you last time we were talking about movies, yeah, and the series. How I hadn't bought in on West Wing yet. Like I was like two seasons in, and I just wasn't sure if I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Did you buy in? I bought in. Mm-hmm. I'm in season five now. Nice. And I'm starting to really really like the president and he is a staunch democrat. I like him a lot. Just a good dude. And I like how he manages things. I like how he deals with the people. I like how he does things. But I'm not in love with any of the other characters. The only other character I'm probably in love with is the guy that you love so much off psych. Oh, the guy his, played by Dulane. Yeah, his, he's he's the president's body man. And to me, he's got more personality than everybody else on there. He's Known for his personality, he's really good. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's he he's he's and he's funny. Like he does Aaron Sorkin again does just a really good job of working in comedy. But that show is so dated, it drives me crazy because again, they can't find a good looking woman to go on that show. Like, <laughs> these women are just rough, and I'm just like, what happened? Which I thought the same thing about. Well, I mean, you know what they say about. Politics in Hollywood. Mm, true. It's politics is Hollywood for ugly right. people. True. And Hollywood is politics for beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, so, but I mean, I, so it, you know, I feel like it's probably fitting that they don't have a bunch of supermodels in the White House. Yeah, but at least have one. It's like you got to give reason, people a reason to watch the show. <laughs> true. Why do you think men always watch the weather? And while they, they watch Fox <laughs> News, while they watch they, Fox News, because I got crops. I try. Because have you seen the anchors on mm. CNN? <laughs> Gosh. I don't wa- look like those. Those uh, I don't like watch the, those. the private school secretaries. Yeah, you walk like in, they're German Shepherd. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Um, but yeah, I have. I've been watching a bunch of that. Um, really, I mean, it's it's so. And another thing I've noticed is, you know, how much I love the newsroom. Everything, oh, not everything, but so many things and lines and and themes and songs and ideas from the newsroom came from West Wing. Hmm. They they play them all out. And was I, it, West Wing before the newsroom? Yes, so like ten years before the newsroom, and it really hurt my heart. It really did because I thought, thought that was an all newsroom was OG. I did, and it wasn't. It was a second fiddle. I'm sure we could ask him how many things in this world are OG, and it's probably zero. Well, I'm sure there's just zero <laughs> things that are OG, but like, can't even do the rule of thirds. <laughs> but it was just it no. It was <laughs> it was um it was a song that you hear over and over again, and and there certain bands. And everything that I loved about the newsroom, well, they're in the West Wing, too. I was like, killing me. Buzzkill. It was. Uh, it, it hurt me a little bit. It wasn't a lot, but it was a little bit. 
It's like, you know, that was one of my favorite scenes, and you ruined it because you've already done it. This there's, there's a lot of stuff that's similar in, like, that quarterback documentary and the golf documentary and the Formula One documentary. And the Tour de France documentary. I, have a, I only watch cool stuff, so I haven't seen that. <laughs> no, that's actually some bullcrap that you said that, honestly, because I've talked with a lot of people because – I'm the resident cyclist, so anytime like somebody's like, hey, I watched the documentary about cycling, I get that message, which is cool. <laughs> You're right, because I haven't gotten that message. <laughs> which I'm glad that people are watching it, but I've had a lot of people say that they d- developed a new appreciation for the sport of cycling after watching it because they didn't realize a lot of the behind the scenes and what goes into it. They just see all, the, d- all the doping and stuff. But it should be... <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other documentary. If you be, want a documentary about doping, you got to watch Icarus, which you, is a phenomenal documentary. I heard it was going to have watched it, but yeah. you you got to have a hardcore documentary if it's called Unchained. It sounds like it's it's pretty. The Tour de France is pretty hardcore, dude. I right? I, I don't I, I don't know I if don't. you really understand. I, I mean, don't. I really don't. What's I mean, the uh, the what's the documentary on the the Russian doping? Icarus. Icarus. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, I have seen that one. Yeah. yeah. So this guy. He was an amateur cyclist, and he wanted to see, like, how much doping could he do before they caught him. Basically, it's like, okay, because at a certain point, when you get to a certain level in cycling, they start, you begin to get tested for doping because they're way more hardcore on it now than they were, obviously, back in the day. And a lot of it's very invasive. A lot of it's, like, kind of, it's like, so to a lot of people, the anti-doping agencies are kind of like the TSA, right? It's like how much good are they hate, actually hate their guts, yeah. right? Yeah. How much good are they actually doing? They yeah. make my life really difficult. Are they doing anything with it? We don't know. So this guy goes sets out to make this documentary uh, to basically test it. So he's gonna dope himself up, try to win all this stuff, and see like when do they catch him? How much doping can he do? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously he has to find. He's got to find somebody who will dope him up, and he wants to find somebody who's good at it, right? He doesn't want to just go to, like, some random guy and get doped up. Like, he wants to find somebody who knows how to try to skirt the system. And so in this search for somebody who knows how to skirt the system, he gets hooked up with this Russian doctor. And, I mean, I'm just going to give it away. It's a documentary, so it's interesting (laughs) anyways. Uh, The guy that he ends up getting hooked up with is, like, the head of the entire medical team uh, of the Russian Olympic Committee, who has been in charge of doping all of their athletes through like multiple Olympic games. Nice. nice. And then while he is, he's like, oh, so great example of shifting when you find that maybe the story you want to tell isn't the story that needs to be told. He shifts from, okay, this is uh, me doping myself up to like, let's the do a documentary yeah. about this like Russian guy who's been doing all this and stuff. How the USA still wins. Yes, well, and then, <laughs> and then basically what happens is while he's filming this, that's when the entire Olympic Committee figures out about all the Russian Talk doping. Awesome timing. And then Russia is trying to blame it all on this doctor who, like, this guy has got all these conversations with his doctor. He's like, I'm just doing what they tell me to do. <laughs> and so they're trying to blame it on him, and they're trying to, like, kill him and his family. Nice. So that's the documentary. I will have to watch nice. this. It's very good. Don't have to watch it now. Well, I no, do want to watch it now. It's good. But I'm not uh, gonna watch it just out of spite. You're not gonna watch it anyways. Yo, I'm like, is the quarterback documentary good? You've been watching that? I, I watched the first. I one. I went to go watch it, but then the so the actual Tour de France is on right now. So I've been spending four hours a day watching that. It's only four hours a day. I thought they like rode for like weeks. 
They do. They ride 21 stages. But they only cover four hours a day? Only? You said you're only watching it four hours a day. Is they only cover it four hours a day? No, they just do a stage a day. So they do point A to point B oh. every day. There's 21 stages. Oh. Yeah, that's why you got to watch. Clay, are you sick from iCast? Yeah. I got sick from from a really terrible hotel in Pensacola. Nice. Just out here trying to pay our bills, and so I get. <laughs> they probably tried to dope me. <laughs> How was iCast? Dope. Yeah. Sick. Any see what I did there? Disgusting. Any more? You can elaborate on that, or that's it. I hope to create great. I hope to create some great uh, monetary value out of it. <laughs> I'm not convinced they did any work there. For me, I'm really not. Okay? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that the entire operation seemed a little suspect to me. All right, if, I'm not if we're gonna have red flags on things, there was a lot going on. I'm, okay, I'm, okay, I'm not gonna lie. We I didn't see a, every day. I didn't see every a single day. picture from the place. I didn't see a single Instagram. Story they didn't do from any the reels. They didn't do any reels. No reels. No I didn't what supposed to do reels of. Do you have like? Oh, here's how cards? to. Here's how to. We're going to iCast Day. Check it out. Here's with how to approach a prospective client. No, Did, you just say we're at iCast and do something at iCast. Do you got any business cards from people? <laughs> yeah, they're in my office. Go get them. <laughs> Because all I saw, Clay never Instagram stories anything ever. Okay, he, and then no, all of a sudden one morning, fifteen Instagram stories. Oh yeah, with him he fishing. caught a bass. Yeah, y'all could have done an Instagram post about that. What the heck? He's probably uh, taking so, the stories vertical with his SLR. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I'm not sure they actually like went to iCast. They did go. Well, they at least went one day because Sims posted a f- picture of them. Oh yeah. And yes, Clay took true. one picture with the guy, and he shot a bird. At the camera. Who shot a bird at the camera? Did you not get those pictures? Uh, maybe not. There we go. How many? How many? How many? How many cards? We're gonna go. keep them under the table so that people can't zoom in and find the that contact. Is, that is just from the last day. That doesn't count. That's yours. You only met eight people. That's from the last day. Whole <laughs> <laughs> time, eight people. That's from the last day. The only day. This is what they did. They went in the last hour and said, nope. We actually went in. Card. We went in nine to three, and then we fished four to sunset. Everybody knows that the real business doesn't take place on the showroom floor, Clay. And this is true. you got to put in them after hours. I guess I'm going to have to go next year, show them up fishing, and go out. You afterwards. and I should not. We we would not be a good, good representation of our, our abilities. We show up. Yeah, no. it looks, that's a nice-looking lure. You use that to catch fish? Yeah. I, <laughs> I caught a fish once. Yeah. <laughs> the fish you catch with that. Oh, that's the TV show guy. Uh, um, some uh, some good-looking ladies there. Uh, I cannot speak on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she don't watch this, yeah. <laughs> Thirty nine oh five. Sending her a hyperlink with a link. <laughs> One of those YouTube ones where it starts it at the time you want. Oh gosh. <laughs> you would think there would you know, like I mean the fishing industry really popularized the use of ladies. They do like it way women. more. The gun right. the gun world did you it think, first, I think. You think it was the guns before the fishing? I don't fishing know. Gun bunnies are gun bunnies are the oldest. You know, I feel like the fishing first the because it's like was just natural because 
You've got ocean fishing, and the bikinis are already there. Fishing fishing does it the most. Whether they were the first one, I don't know, but fishing does it the most. Do they do it right? Does anyone do it right? Yeah. Well, there's a wrong way, and then there's a right way. I feel like Monster is, like, the only company that's, like, been able to really capitalize on that. I mean, Playboy did pretty good. Well, that's an entirely different <laughs> industry. <laughs> My boy Hugh knew what to do. <laughs> there's there was some there's some documentary coming out on him, and I saw the I saw the uh, on Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I saw the previews for it, and it's some lady talking about like, oh, he wasn't as like upstanding a citizen as oh, like you would think. And I was like, yeah, the dude invented a nudie magazine. <laughs> 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 like it's clearly is probably, you know, got ulterior motives yeah. in mind. Uh <laughs> tell me something I didn't know, lady. Yeah, like, I'm gonna need something a little bit more groundbreaking <laughs> than that. Like, oh Hugh Hefner was really horny. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know? Never would have thought never would have thought it. <laughs> no, I can't imagine you <laughs> No. So what if uh what's something you've watched lately that you liked that you were uh, you're you're into series or or movie or anything like that? Honestly, something that I sh- have you ever seen the Vikings series? Uh, no, I, don't I, think I have. I've yeah. been told it's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah that that is one of those series that I've watched that I cannot seem to stop watching, and I've seen the whole thing all the way through, and now mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend are watching it again. Like we we enjoyed it that much. What's the What's the first episode of that show go like? Do you it's, remember? Is that the one with the really small kid? Yeah, well. And no, then he, the, his dad goes off to, like, fight a battle, and he's not supposed to go, and then he goes and watches his dad get killed in battle. No, then, no, no. That's a different. I know okay. which one you're talking about. Right. This is, this is okay. I think it's based off the same characters. You're talking about the Northman. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, yeah. characters. Now, you know, I've seen that one. This was based off of the. Northman was Like uh, Ragnar like Lothbrok it? and them, and, oh. uh, and all of his brothers and stuff like that. You should look it up. Oh. It's really good. Is, is it, it got the one that's got the big blonde chick? The Viking lady? I think there could be. I know there's a bunch in there, so it might, yeah. Or you might be thinking of Game of Thrones. No, no. No, No, she's like one of the wives of the Viking guys. Is it? Where is it on Netflix? Last Kingdom is what Um, Orchestra Media says that show is that I was watching. Where is that show? That sounds correct. I think it's on on Hulu or something like that. I think it's on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I'm not buying another one just to watch it either. That yeah. or Max, HBO Max or something like that. Well, I got Max. Yeah. I like Max a lot. That's I where get I watch Max through AT and T. That's where I watch uh um West Wing. Man, this freaking politics. Don't like them. Don't like them. They're just all shady, every one of them. Politics? Yeah. It's real bad. It shows the behind inner workings of how they get bills passed and stuff. Don't like it. Yeah, I feel like that's been that they probably did it first. But I think at that at this point, like that's been played out, because House of Cards did that. Like there, it seems like there's a like a political behind the scenes show showing mm-hmm. like the shady backroom de- de- dealings is like a dime a dozen now. That seems like very played out. This one just it's just I can't get over how fast the dialogue is again. It's it's, it's just like, but it's like we all need these to get you to watch something that's not Aaron Sorkin. Oh, I don't know if I can. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Like you can't just only he's watch my, Aaron Sorkin. He's my favorite. I don't want to watch Suits. I rewatch Suits. It's really good. It's on Netflix right now. We need to find you like a weird show that you probably wouldn't watch normally. Get you out of here. I'm struggling because once I get through West Wing, I don't know what I'm going to watch. Go watch you, Psych. You ever seen uh, The Center? Have you ever seen that? That's uh, a, I've that's got a, it on my watch list, though. Okay. Well, you need to watch that. That was one that was like one of those 
Like mind-bending ones. Like what? it was really good plot twist. What's the one where the dude plays a... Um, I feel like he's supposed to be a detective or a cop, but he's the dude that um, all the victims call like when their people are breaking into their house and they, like, they talk them through how to stay calm when the... I got to find it. Otherwise, I'll... A hostage negotiator? No, I won't be able to... Never mind. Continue. I'll find it because it's good. I've watched like five episodes of it. Wow! I mean, I'll have to watch it. I have I sat. I have sat there and watched it because it's either that or lay in bed because Taylor's watching it. So let me find it. I'm proud. So, I'm proud of um, He's growing up. So what we have to do is, is get, his, get Taylor, Taylor to watch the recommendation. Yes. We found out that if we want That's Clay to do something, we just call Taylor and she'll make him do it. Sounds about right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Your old lady's not like that, is she? No, most of the time I'm getting her to watch a show. Nice. Most of the time. So. What's you, what's you, you got to pick five movies. You're going to strand on an island. What are you going to watch? Oh, gosh. Cash. Five movies? <laughs> Caleb's like, her case is Caddyshack five times just in case the DVD gets worn out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, believe it or not, number one is The Goonies. The Goonies? Yes, Who The Goonies. And then probably Outlaw, Josie Wales, um, Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar's good. good. I don't think I've seen I mean, the Outlaw, Josie three. Wales. Uh, the Book of Eli. Oh, you yeah, The Book of that? Eli is very good. I watched that for the first time yeah. this year. I, t- really I was one I told you about when yeah, we Salt Lake. And, and, I, and I was. I was Did I you see the I'd, ending coming? No. I thought good. I knew where it was going, yeah. kind of. Like, I thought he just, yeah, no. I, I'm not I didn't either. I was like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. It got me good. Yeah. No, I almost cried. Dude, I've been crying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like, I, dude, I really have. I don't know what's I've been crying, man. Dude, I've been, some movies have been getting me. And I don't know well, what's going on. Well, we all knew that you were going to cry during Top Gun Maverick. So. No, like, like it's just random stuff. What name another one? Uh, Hold I on, watched, let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, you got two more. Well, one more. One more. One more. Uh, if you want a movie that'll make you cry, watch. And it's almost apparently like, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to cry a lot, watch uh, Lonesome Dove. Oh no, I know about that one. Yeah. Have you seen that one yet? No, but I know. It's about like that one. a two-part movie, so it's technically sick, but it's two parts. <coughs> so. But Lonesome Dove is a really good one as well. So that's been your number five. That would be my number five. Yeah. So what else have you cried about, Ryer? Uh, spill it. Literally, this one's not even a movie. We were. Uh, I was at a wedding, and they were doing the toasts, and so uh, this dude's mom was giving him the toast, and I oh looked over and hit 55, 60-year-old man just sobbing, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> just like sympathy cried. Like some 60-year-old dude's just over the side <laughs> cried. I was, I was like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> No idea. I don't even know these people. Okay, crying. all right. You, now and you then, have to answer this. Have you gotten more sensitive? Like, are you getting more, more sensitive in your old I age? I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> Becoming like, more in touch. Like, yeah. some, he, he cried. Uh, we walked out of Top Gun Maverick. I took him. I wanted to be there when he yeah. watched it. <laughs> First thing he says, I cried five times. Eight, eight times I cried. <laughs> eight, times. eight times I cried in that movie. Jesus Christ. Uh... What other Top Gun Maverick, and he cried eight times. Yeah, He's a huge some, Top Gun fan. There's some okay. really touching moments in there. Okay. Uh, there's one moment, maybe two, no, maybe two, like, I could see you cry. No, there's like four. There's four. I mean, there's like, there's the there's the scene with Iceman. Yeah, the scene where Iceman dies. Uh, the, uh, good spoiler. 
Gosh. Well, surely everybody's seen it, which Clay hasn't seen. He's not going to watch I've it. Seen, I've seen two. Oh, okay. Have uh, you seen it? Yes, I've seen oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, so no spoilers. I mean, there's I the scene with, with – Spoilers. Sorry, guys. Spoilers ahead. Too late. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other movies. The ending I, when they when he shoots the when he shoots the thing down and saves him. Well, and then I'll give you that, three. I'll before give you three. that when he was like, "You can be my wingman," because that was a direct callback. Well, that yeah. yeah, and then when he plays um the the piano. Yeah. And yeah, you cried during that. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, a little bit. I had to go look at my Netflix. I could tell you, like, but it's just been really catching me off guard. Okay, because <laughs> I, like, I'm not, I'm not that, like, I don't, not a crying kind of guy. I'm trying to think of the last movie I cried in. It's been a long time ago. Oh, I, you know, like, I've definitely in <laughs> watching the sports documentaries. Like, sometimes there's like a really touching moment that'll yeah. kind of choke me up a little bit with those guys. Hold like on, when okay. they finally like a choked up something. or like tears rolling down. Like, uh, yeah, choked up and also <laughs> tears sometimes. But not, like, a lot. I'm not blubbering, you know. It's just, like, a solid couple of manly tears, you know. Just a couple that you got to, like, wipe out. And right back up. Yeah, yeah, you just, like, wipe it off. You're what like, was okay. the movie? It was probably, I'm trying to think. Because I was in the movie theater when it happened. I can't remember the movie. I cried during most dog movies. Oh, yeah. So, like, Marley and Me, you definitely oh, cried. Oh, yes. Back My when, dad cried during Back when, movie. like, Air Bud came out. Yeah. And, like, every every movie or every one of the series he'd get kidnapped, your boy would be bald. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> well, what was the series? Where did you figure it out? I haven't found it yet. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to search because I can't describe it. Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, my God. That's Old a good Yeller. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen The Man from Snowy River? Yeah. You, uh, you like old westerns to look at them. Fun. Freaking Where the Red Fern Grows is one of the best. That's yeah, it's not like one it. of them kids. You that's got something worth Mister. Hey, you got some gum? That one. It, <laughs> Big damn little lamb. Man, that's a good one. My kids. I, I don't know if I've shown that one to my kids yet. I have to go find that one if they haven't seen it yet. Um. Oh, a documentary that I watched that I didn't cry, but it was like I could have seen somebody. It was that one on Disney called Torn. The Night Agent. Oh, yeah. I've heard good. that one was bad. The Night Agent? The Night Agent. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> that. I've I heard about it. I one episode of The Night Agent. It's stuff that was the first one. The first one's slow. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Good. I haven't watched it. Um, mm-hmm. That's so funny. I've been crying a lot lately. <laughs> me. Yeah, I don't. Well, now he's got two tear ducts at work, so. Drew. Well, my tear duct worked before. They messed it up when they did my surgery. Oh, and did they really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they messed all my. Well, I did just naturally because they go in. They got to mess with it, so it messes up your tear duct for a little bit. But it's fine now. So that's oh. probably why you've been like that. I think that's I what made you now that you can that, see yeah. with both eyes good. Like you can see more and like take in more, and that's what's making it happen. He's no, I think because he realizes his stuff ain't that good anymore. Oh. I thought it was better. <laughs> no, I think that every time I watch something else, I'm like <laughs> you know. Really kind of suck at this. <laughs> My stuff doesn't look anything like that. Uh, you know, I think you know. I think some of it is just. I think maybe I just watch things with more attention, and like I watch things with good stories and passion. You watch it with passion. Mm. I don't know. It's <laughs> Clay's like just put Caddyshack on repeat. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just some stories where there's you know like. There's something very heartfelt happens. Oh yeah, I, I feel you. And I just, I think that just <laughs> the way you said that cracked me up. Well, I've been crying a lot lately. Like I've been just realizing it. Yeah. From, 
And it's, I'm not crying a lot just generally in my life. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like very, it's very specifically like when I watch a movie or uh, a TV show yeah. that's got like some really big emotional beats in it. Yeah. And if they do a good job, you know. You're going to get me. You're going to get me. Maybe maybe it's like, you know what it is? It's probably karma for us making the call. <laughs> <laughs> like the universe, There's several people the told me they cried like, during that. Oh, you made all these people cry? You also now cry. <laughs> <laughs> you cry now. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, Josh, um, hopefully the fall will be here before you know it, and you're going to try and do at least 30 days. We might con you into doing some more. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's more in the future, that's for sure. But I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, it's, like I said, I'm working, gonna start working for shows that I watched when I was eight, nine, ten, eleven years yeah. old. So it's like, it's like I guess you call it hitting the big leagues or something. Don't like say that, that to Tiff. She'll say that she <laughs> right. feels old. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, you look up to a lot of these people growing up, and now you get to see it behind the scenes. So yeah, it'd be cool. Well, y'all got anything else? You cry now. <laughs> uh, that made me think of something. I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, when can we make the R-rated version? I know. Like, do we need to make an R-rated version and, like, put it on one of those... Patreon. You know, <coughs> the subscriber sites? Yeah, but my mom would still subscribe, and I'd still get yelled at. 36, and I'd still get yelled at you by my mother. Can you do that? Yeah. She would find a way. She's crafty. My stepmom has created like five Instagram accounts to try to follow me and I block every single one of them. That is mean. It's very mean. mean. Why do you do that, Clay? Because she's that mom that comments on stupid stuff on everything. Oh yeah, my mom used to do that until I told her to stop. Well, like, mom, I love you and thanks for sharing what we did, but the four people you're friends with aren't really helping. See, I wasn't that nice with it. I was like, your comments are stupid. Stop. You're just mean. I am. You're mean. I'm a very hateful person. Joe said that you are you need some help sometimes. He's like, yeah, we go fishing and we catch a fish this way. And he'd be like, I don't want to catch them all day like this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> My mom just I told recently you, got Joe's a too positive. Mm. Joe is yeah. way too positive. He's got to level you out some. Sometimes you go down negative town. Someone has to. <laughs> Someone's got to be the bald cranky dude. True. That's true. He's basically George Costanza. <laughs> He's basically the George Costanza of the office. I'm Jerry Seinfeld, obviously. Oh, you God. would be... No, I'm Kramer. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, you're, you're definitely Kramer. You're Jerry. I don't... Who's, who's Joe? <laughs> Joe? I don't know. Who would Joe be? Uh, uh, Lois? Costanza's dad. No. Oh. <laughs> what is your... All right. That's all I got. Peace.